Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino welcomes you back with safety as our top priority. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back, and feast on a variety of delectable dining options. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, thanks for joining us on our podcast from Emerald Downs about Emerald Downs Northwest Horse Racing. It's Horse Racing Northwest. Joe Withy along with Vince Brune here in the TV room at Emerald Downs along with Marketing Director and Technician Supreme, Wes Petrie. Yeah, give it up for Wes. And hey, it's opening week. In fact, uh, we're going to be doing these podcasts on Tuesdays because Emerald Downs is going to be racing on Wednesday and Thursday for several weeks. Vince, uh, it's time for the lid lifter tomorrow. It's time for the lid lifter and being out the last few mornings with the beautiful weather. Summer is officially here and racing is officially here and it feels great. Oh boy, what uh, fantastic weather Tuesday morning. Check your, if you're going to get this this afternoon or evening, uh, should see some nice coverage from some of the local network affiliates out at Emerald Downs. Uh, Pro Sports back. We're the first one. Feels good, Vince. It really does. And to uh, even enhance things, the first two days of racing, Joe, outstanding card. So (laughs) hats off to everyone involved back there, the horsemen, the racing office, and, you know, this isn't just publicity hyperbole here. These really are good cards of, uh, of racing. Ten cards, ten races each day, 170 horses entered, about eight and a half per race, and very competitive. Each day, uh, around eight and a half horses per race. We've got a new takeout on the Superfecta, 15% takeout. That is going to get some attention, especially with that big field size. And uh, we just had a little get-together to talk about some procedural things here at Emerald Downs for the first week. And we made a few predictions on handle. And a couple of our fellas that are pretty knowledgeable went high because that Superfecta handle is going to be good and it's going to grow. And because of the field size, Vince. 
I think so. So I, I like their optimism. Yeah. I think you and I were pretty close, a little more reserved maybe. Um, but yeah, I think it's reasonable to think we're going to handle well when people start handicapping these cards. Ten races in outstanding field size at Emerald Downs, as Vince mentioned. First race on Wednesday at 2.15 and on Thursday at 5 p.m. Note that difference. Wednesday, 2.15, Thursday, 5 p.m. Uh, just looking so much forward to it. Vince is doing the morning line. And that had to be a bit of a challenge, Vince, with so many routers sprinting fresh. You've got a two-year-old race. You've got first-time starters. Many races are packed or have several runners that have never raced here at Emerald Downs. That's right. As a matter of fact, doing them, I reached out to Rob Rao mm. via email. And uh, Rob, as we know, has been a great asset at Emerald Downs here for many years, not here this year. And so he helped guide me on a couple tricky races for me. And, and Rob commented to me, he goes, they are giving you baptism by fire here because I assure you those are two tough cards to make lines on. But I'm happy because that means the racing is competitive. And um, I really enjoyed doing that. And it's not just a lot of horses, Joe, but we got some decent quality here this year, too. A couple of those older horse sprints each day. She's uh, no day at the beach to handicap or make a morning line for us. So jump right in. Uh, Firstbet.com is an outstanding ADW to look at. Uh, wagering going on all around the country this year in force on ADW is, of course, Belmont Park had no fans for the Belmont Stakes this past Saturday, and I saw a figure of $63 million for their wow. total handle on a 12-race on a card. Yeah, and a couple of sensational performances. Tiz the Law, who was a big favorite, and you could see deservedly so. Um, he just does everything right, that horse. I mean, I think he would have been, you know, even if the two big Baffert horses, Charlatan and Nadal, who unfortunately didn't make the race, they would have had their hands full, in my opinion, in that race because he they would have had to really run to beat that horse. And you just looked up, he's by Constitution, uh, who's a son of Tiz now, and those Constitutions are doing great. And boy, what a great endorsement for that horse. Of course, it was at a mile and an eighth. So. I think Constitution might be by Tappet. By Tappet, He's out okay. of a Tiz now mare. Okay, out of yeah. a Tiz now mare, yeah. right. Well, yeah. Tappet may be even better. So, yeah. you know, either way is great. Uh, but a nice horse. And then the the Baffert uh, filly, Gamine, in the, yeah. in the uh, Acorn. Uh, I saw like a buyer speed figure of 110 for her for a sophomore filly at this time of year is just off the charts good. That's called drawn off to win. First triple crown race in the books. And the next one isn't until September 5th, the Kentucky Derby. Tis the law has one under his belt. So uh, Vince, let's talk a little bit about Emerald Downs Racing. You mentioned the morning line, a challenge. Uh, yeah, I think we both, since you've done the morning line, you've handicapped both days. We need to make some picks. We're going to look at Emerald Downs. Let's talk about Thursday racing a little bit. Um, I'm seeing a horse here on Thursday, or excuse me, let's talk about Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, okay. opening day. You got it. Okay. I'm seeing a horse, I think, I think this horse has a problem, Vince. Okay. Fifth race. I'm morning, all ears. <laughs> morning line favorite, Molaf. I think he's. I think he's got really bad farts. <laughs> I, think, I know what you're getting at here. Yeah. I think Molaf has bad farts. That's all I can think of. He. This is going to be his thirteenth consecutive different jockey. He's on his fourth trainer. He's run now. This is going to be his sixth track in just thirteen races. I think. I think. People like to say, hey, why don't you try this horse? 
But anyway, I'm picking him, and he's the morning line favorite. He's making his Emerald Downs debut for Blaine Wright, and Gary Wales is riding. Yeah, and you know, I noticed those kind of things, and I don't ever remember that many. I mean, I've seen seven and eight yeah. and before, but this absolutely incredible how it's worked out. And that, uh, yeah, that horse looks tough in there, Joe, but that's, again, another tough race where that, that horse uh, doesn't necessarily have to win. Sure. So. I mean, he's off four months, uh, Emerald Downs debut. Uh, new track, you know, all that. You've got him five to two on the morning line. I went with Molaf. Uh, my best bet on Wednesday's opening day card is in the feature race mm-hmm. and a super tough race it is. But that it is. <laughs> I'm thinking McCaw Lane is a good horse yeah. and it's going to have a good four-year-old year for trainer Bonnie Jenny. Um, he ran a really good second. I think everybody that saw that race back in June when he ran second to Sky Confidential said, wow, this McCaw Lane looked really good that day. Then he came right back and won. And he also, of course, won a Washington Cup stakes race last year. He's sprinting fresh, uh, some nice morning works. Juan Gutierrez aboard for Bonnie Jenny. I'm going to go with McCaw Lane in the feature for my star best bet of opening day. I think that horse is five to one. Yeah, on the line. Five yeah to one. and uh-huh. that's that kind of race it is. And the inside three posts in that race, Joe, uh, this great nation, McCaw Lane and Muncie are all Emerald Down Stakes winners, and they're all going off at pretty big prices, which tells you, again, what tough a field it is. Muncie taking on older horses right. in that one. And Wine at Nine, who's the favorite, the morning line favorite, his first win here doing a little research was on April 19th, 2015. Mm. And in subsequent years, he's won two, two, six, three, and four races for Vince Gibson, Dino Mazuka, and the gang. 11 sprints, six routes. He's just a great horse here, and uh, he'll make you run to win. Who's ever going to win that race? No reason to think he won't fire his usual good shot in there. Of course. Claimer of the meet uh, three years ago, and since then he's won three races and four races in the past two years, as you mentioned. So Wine at 9, set for his... Uh, eight-year-old season for Vince Gibson, any distance, any time. Uh, yeah, deserved morning line favorite. So uh, six furlong sprint race number nine at Emerald Downs. That's going to be going uh, a little after 6.15 when Wednesday afternoon turns to Wednesday evening on opening day here at the track. So uh, 10 races, and uh, we're going to have a middle pick four as well. So we're going to have an early pick four, a late pick four, and a middle pick for each of the first two days of racing, that will start race number five. The middle pick four starts in race number five each of the first couple of days. Um, another thing we did mention, but I want to say it again if you guys don't mind, 15% takeout on those superfectas, that's going to be really attractive in these Garrett, big fields. And I'll guarantee we'll have some big payouts on those over the first two days, the way the racing is shaping up. So exactly. great time to jump in on those. I guess for my pick on opening day, had a tough time coming up with someone I really like, again, because everyone's so evenly matched, coming off layoffs. Um, I went to race six. This is uh, for... Phillies and mares that have never won two races lifetime at five and a half furlongs. And I picked number two, so figure it out. Thing I like about her a little bit, her three-year-old year, you can see, is a complete throwout. Um, She just, for whatever reason, didn't make the progression here. But she does have some speed, and she's been training, you know, you can see very well in the morning. And she did win her debut here uh, two years ago. So I think she has a really great chance to fire off the bench. Kay Cooper has always been pretty good, that whole barn bringing horses back off layoffs. And the works look good. And I think 
as the inside speed, she might have a chance to take these a long way on the front end. Okay, only has to go five and a half and just worked six furlongs from the gate. Yep. And a nice five-eighths before that. So, so figured out trying to get her career re-going again after, as you mentioned, won her career debut. So, what did you have her on the morning line? Seven to two. A dazzling Debbie with the leading rider from last year, Gary Wales up, is the five to two favorite on the outside. You can see she won her debut here last year, overcoming trouble, and then finished a good second to a horse called El Bell Camp in the non-winners of two. Basically the same condition and has tactical speed. So, dazzling Debbie, a deserved favorite in there, but I'll go with so figure it out. Yep, I took the favorite in that race. That's race number six on Wednesday here at Emerald Downs. Vince Broom, Joe Withy here, horse racing Northwest. Great to be talking about Emerald Downs races. As uh, both of our picks last week ran out, uh, both at Santa Anita, both on the grass. Uh, No slow-mo, the half-brother to Stryker PhD. Uh, You know, I was fairly impressed by him all the way around. And then... uh, the rider had a chance to, uh, Roman had a chance to edge out a little bit at the top of the stretch. Yeah. He didn't think it was a good move at the time. He stayed in behind and he ran into a bunch of traffic. Yeah. So if the horse had a chance to run maybe third, that was ended right there about the eighth pole. Yeah, and it was really dramatic. And the horse, you know, you could see just basically stood up in the saddle and the horse almost like jumped. It was uh, so, uh, happened so fast. And then uh, Evan Roman basically, uh, didn't ride the horse to the wire. So I'm willing to throw that race out, Joe. And I like the, like you pointed out, the horse was positioned beautifully uh, early in the race. And I, I it's way too early to give up on that horse. He was competing well. I liked the way he was running and uh, just kept going at a nice speed coming into the stretch. Your selection uh, got bet down quite a bit. Again, late action. Yeah. And I know that uh, from being in California many years, that barn, Brian Corner barn, they do uh, like action. And this horse went from six to nine to two with the bell cleared off early and i thought you know i was really into a live horse but just absolutely nothing in the stretch and punch time so very disappointing so i don't know what the next move is with that horse it does have some speed maybe speed will play a little better on dirt i don't know and as we talk with the sire twirling candy you certainly can go turf or dirt um so that's what i would do with that horse sometimes speed can carry a lot farther on dirt than it can on turf so maybe that's uh, the drawing board they'll we're going to get our ROI over in the plus range here, picking Emerald Downs races and horses. Of course we are. Hey, let's take just a very short break. Gary Wales, defending jockey champion at Emerald Downs, joins us on Horse Racing Northwest. Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first. 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void or prohibited. National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest, previewing opening week at Emerald Downs. The 2020 season is upon us. 
as Vince would say, the lid lifter is tomorrow at 2.15 p.m. Joining us is the defending jockey champion at Emerald Downs from last year, of course, and it's Gary Wales. Gary, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joel. How you doing? Good, good, good. Good to have you. Good to see you back. How long you been in the Northwest now? Uh, only about two weeks. Okay. I was uh, down right in, in Tampa. Uh, they kept their meat going down there since uh, there wasn't many tracks opening up, so I stayed down there a little longer to ride. That's right. Tampa Bay Downs. Gary has been there the last couple few years. He came up here in 2018 and uh, didn't do badly at all. Ended the meet on a high note, winning the Godstein Futurity. And then last year, Gary was leading rider. And Vince, I just felt Gary asserted himself early in the meeting last year. He was riding some price horses. He was aggressive. He put horses on the lead. He came from off the pace. Yeah. Uh, he was really doing it all early last yeah, year. Yeah, and you, as you and I know, if, if a jockey wants to be leading rider, they got to avoid slumps. And Gary had that consistent thing going where he was winning at least one race every day. That's right. And uh, just, you know, it was just his year. He just never kind of let up, and he took it all the way gate to wire on the front end. Had to feel good, Gary, last year. Off to a great start, didn't it? Yeah, I was, I, I, I had the bit between my teeth. I, you know, I really wanted to be leading rider. Mm. Um, and I think I led from start to finish, so I was aggressive, you know, pretty much the whole way through. Yeah, you did. You had the lead right away, um, and you got to know people the year before. And so coming up uh, within two weeks of the start of the meet doesn't really hurt you much. Everybody knew you were coming, and you did make it, and uh, you're getting on uh, horses in a lot of different barns. Yeah, I mean, I, I figured as long as I was here a week out, so I could, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to breeze the horses about a week out before they run. So, um, yeah, as long as I got here... You know, in that kind of time frame, I knew I'd be fine, you know, being established and also. Yeah, things have worked out really well. You're here and you're riding plenty in the opening week. Yeah, Gary, uh, you came here a couple years ago, but you're originally from Scotland, as we found out. We had you Jockey of the Week in your first year here. And how does a native of Scotland wind up at Emerald Downs? Um, well, I, I initially came over um, and I was actually... When I first come over, I I was working for uh, a pin hooker in South Carolina, and I thought he was a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, long story short, um, I, I wound up meet, meeting my wife there. That uh, you know we're still together now after uh, twelve years, um, and you know I got hooked up with uh, uh, Marbles' friend uh, David Singer, my agent. Uh, we kind of worked with him in, in Delaware a little bit. Um, so that's how I ended up getting hooked up uh, with Marbles and coming over here. He's the right guy to get hooked up with. He does a super job, as you know. Uh, David Marble Singer, Gary's agent. Uh, and Gary, uh, yeah, you didn't have a great year at Tampa in uh 2018-2019, but you did a lot better. That's a tough riding colony. A lot of people down there in the in the Southlands for the the heart of the winter, and you won it over 10% this year. Did you feel your confidence was a little better going back there with a leading rider title? Yeah, I had a little more confidence, and, and also, you know, uh, 
I, I looked into uh, a couple of barns, uh, you know, and they had been watching what I did over here. So, you know, that my reputation followed me, and, uh, I, you know, I had a better me because of it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, we were following you, of course, here, being our leading jockey. Uh, you had some really nice winners at Tampa, and uh, it's worked out well. Uh, you bring the good weather up here with you, too. So, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're ready to go tomorrow. Gary, you mentioned you're you meeting your wife. I understand she also works in the racing industry. Yeah, she's she's done all aspects. She's been a trainer. When she comes up here, she works for um, Dr. Elliot Simpkins. Um, down there, uh, she works in the testing barn um, for the state. I mean, she's 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 you know she's horseman. That's great. So. Uh, that works out well, and you guys are together. Gary's got a good golf swing, Vince. He, he's got a really good swing, <laughs> and uh, he's he's probably not going to admit it in this podcast because he he likes to get the strokes from people and or you know give less strokes. But uh, uh, there's quite a few golfers to uh, to combine with around here too, aren't there? Yeah, there's a lot of guys for the track like to play, so that's always good. Yeah, you guys get. Uh, uh, Track is closed yeah. on Mondays now. Mon- even even you, Joe, you like to play. So. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And uh, our trainer Steve Bullock is really liking golf more than ever. I think you played with him recently. But you're thinking yeah. you're thinking horse racing. You got on. I'm a cat. I'm a happy cat for Dan Markle this morning, who you won the Hastings Stakes aboard last year. How'd she feel under you today? Uh, back in great form, I she feels good. Uh, I had the, what do you call it, the goal cam on. Yeah, the GoPro. Morning, so that that yeah, that was pretty cool, and uh, it was it was kind of kind of nice to do on her, you know. You bet. Uh, Stakes winning mare, super fast mare, beautiful gray mare. Dan Markle's "I'm a Happy Cat" owned by Tim and Sue Spooner, and uh, Gary was interviewed uh-huh. by both Channel Thirteen and also. Uh, Channel 7 today, uh, this morning. Oh, so it's 7 and 13, it's not 7 and 5? Right, it's 7 and 13, yeah. Okay, all right. Gary, I also noticed opening couple days, you're riding some for Blaine Wright, which is, I got to think, a pretty exciting opportunity for you as well. Yeah, definitely. He's he's one of the main barns you want to be in around here, so I didn't ride too much for him uh, last year, Um, but, you know, it's obviously it's a, great to be in there oh right off the bat right off the bat that's going to help me out a lot you know that is it's, um, in fact that's a that's yeah. another credit to your leading rider status last year when you don't ride for a barn like blaine right that much but uh uh congratulations getting in there this year yeah well you know david singer does a pretty good job just keeping you riding for everybody that way you don't get you know, just put your all your eggs in one basket. If some guy fires you, then you're done. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, so I, you know, a lot of our jocks here haven't ridden in the new uh, situation without fans, and you got a little taste of that at Tampa this winter and spring. Was that a little different for you, uh, riding in a race without hearing people cheering and all that? Um. Really, basically, what I said was it. It's just like if you're in contention, this is the only time you really notice it uh, coming down the stretch. Usually, you're used to hearing like the cheering and the fans, and you know you don't he- you don't really hear it. But after you know a few weeks, you get used to it. So, yeah, um, 
Yeah, but I mean, it's it, it's fine. It's fine. Hey, you know, you still got to do the job, of course. And uh, you know that we get some nice crowds here, and we're sure hoping to get them back. Maybe who knows? Could be sometime in August, but we'll let that fall out as it may. Right now, we're going to be running for purse money at Emerald Downs, and Gary Wales is back leading rider status, uh, defending champ uh, back in the Northwest. And I'm sure looking forward to, to Wednesday afternoon, Gary. All right, Joe, Vince. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for being part of uh, Horse Racing Northwest. And see you soon, Gary Wales. Yeah, good luck this meet. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Gary. So Gary Wales joining us on uh, Horse Racing Northwest. Uh, yeah, I just uh, really impressed by him early in the meet as everybody was last year, Vince. Yeah, and you know, to be leading rider, Joe, that that's a little pressure on you because uh, people are wagering on you. They're kind of following you. You're kind of the man out there, right? And you're getting all kinds of calls. Uh, you know, you're in demand, which is a great thing, but you got to produce when you're the when you're the top gun. And, and it's a little different situation for a rider to be on top. He handled it well. Uh, once again, Emerald Downs opening day, Wednesday, June 24th, 2.15 p.m. Second day of racing, Thursday at 5 p.m. So note those time changes. 15% Superfecta takeout, outstanding for handicappers, horse wagers this year. Uh, firstbet.com is where you can go for an ADW if you'd like. Advanced deposit wagering site. No betting on track this week at Emerald Downs, Wednesday and Thursday. Again, as Vince mentioned, the fifth floor opens Friday for full card simulcasting. Dining and simulcasting up on floor five, free admission here at Emerald Downs. So, Vince, to extend that to next week, fans uh, can come in and bet on other tracks and Emerald Downs next Wednesday and Thursday. They can, and I, I believe you, you, they, you will be seated up there and we'll have the, the proper social distancing in place. Face protocol and face, face masks yeah. will be required and uh just like everything else out you know we're living in 2020 right now uh but boy what great news to uh to have that floor back in operation and oh. see some of the buddies we haven't seen here in a while for sure so floor five opens this friday it's going to be open wednesday through sunday wednesday through sunday half hour before the first simulcast race 10 minutes after the last simulcast race so the Quarter Shoot Cafe will also be open this Friday for wagering. And they're going to be open Wednesday through Sunday as well. Uh, the Muckleshoot Casino and the Northern Quest Casino in Spokane are open for full card simulcasting daily. So if you would like to do that for Emerald Downs races, you can certainly do that uh, tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday of opening week. Okay, uh, we are talking Emerald Downs because it's our opening week. And let's get back into, uh, let's throw out the trivia question, Vince, for this week. Uh, you know what? I didn't get a correct answer last week. The question was, in 24 seasons at Emerald Downs, only one female horse has led the meet in earnings. Only one in 24 years. Of course, uh, name for Norm, a previous correct trivia answer was the only two-year-old but uh you knew this one right off yeah great uh one of only two phillies or mares to be horse of the meat here as well and that would be class included that's right what a what a, a career she had uh she actually ran in the breeders cup ran in her. the toughest breeders <laughs> cup just <laughs> in history just that's about right. 
And it was certainly the toughest Breeders' Cup race that year for owner Mike Fearborn, trainer Jim Penny, uh, class included, uh, just dominated here. Uh, She had three consecutive outstanding years. She won uh, multiple stakes up at Hastings, and she went back east. She was purchased privately after that Breeders' Cup and continued uh, production back in uh, Louisiana. One of the things about her, she had that beautiful style where she could be on or off the pace, kind of do whatever you want in a race. Very, very classy gray horse. Yeah, miss her her a lot. Her only loss uh, in the, I think it was 2012, I believe. Was it the Easy Kitty? Easy Kitty. Yeah. And Easy Kitty turned out to be pretty dang good. She was a heck of a racehorse, too. And that was uh, basically a photo finish. Let's get on to uh, Thursday at Emerald Downs, day number two. Starts at 5 p.m. Once again, note that first race time, 5 p.m. for Thursday. Uh, Tina Birdwell's in on Thursday, and Tina took over some training duties in the middle of last year. You know, she did really well. She started three horses, two won, and one was second. Yeah, and I remember that Friday night when she got her first win, and Eddie Martinez at the wire acted like he had won the Kentucky Derby and was getting questions on Twitter like, what was that all about? And then I responded, well, Eddie is kind of Tina's significant other, and he was really excited to chalk up her first win as a trainer, and uh, you could see the emotion there. But yeah, Joe, she's done a a great job here, and uh, she's got horses in Wednesday and Thursday this week. She does, indeed. In fact, I'm going to pick Miss Boisterous in the sixth race on Thursday. In fact, that's uh, I've got my star on Miss Boisterous as the best bet of the day. Race number six, Thursday. She is going to be the uh, eight horse, trained by Tina Birdwell and Eddie Martinez to ride. Horse was uh, running okay at Golden Gate last fall uh, into the winter, um, and then went down to Phoenix on the dirt and ran quite a bit better. She's only three for 21 lifetime is Miss Boisterous, but Eddie Martinez rode her down there, rode her to a win. Uh, I think she fits pretty well. She can stalk a pace and uh, no problem with five furlongs, it seems, for Miss Boisterous. So I'm going to take her as my star pick on Thursday. What are you looking at on Thursday's card? Thursday, yeah, I went to race eight, and this is a full Mm. field of 12, and this is an open five claimer at six furlongs and another real toss-up here. As you can see, I think we got a... I can't remember, it was either 7-2 to two or 3-1 to one morning line favorite, many moods. I landed on, let's see, one number one, two, three, six. Number 7, Mitch and John E. Oh, yeah. And this this is a pretty consistent horse, 5 for 18 at Emerald Downs, 9 for 31 lifetime. Um, he won his only start here last year. And the angle here is with horses like uh, many moods, who's a new face here at Emerald Downs this year, is one of those horses that has just got 44 and change speed to the half and... Das Bear, who was a either a four or five time winner here last five year, time, yeah. is another extremely horse that's extremely fast early. So I think Mitch and Johnny is going to get a great trip here and uh, could sit just off the pace. And he's done that before and uh, has a chance to get the win. He's certainly not afraid to win, as you'll see that that nine for thirty one uh, record, five wins at Emerald Down. So I think Mitch and Johnny a mild upset in race eight on Thursday. I went with him as well. Uh, that Hurricane Force coming in in the Joe Toy Barn from a little bit of a layoff from Phoenix. I, I kind of like his sheet, but Mitch and Johnny beat him pretty easily in February at Phoenix. So I'm with you on Mitch and Johnny in a really good eighth race at Emerald Downs. Then in the ninth race, our feature on Thursday, which will be Thursday evening, first race, 5 p.m., 
Grinder Sparks Aglow, the defending Washington Older Horse of the Year uh, for trainer Robbie Bays and Richard Cena. Uh, that horse has just been a grinder. He's, he runs to his name. He's coming back at age nine. Perfect name. And yeah, the latest into the quarter million dollar Washington bread earnings, Mark. And I was, you know, this was a real tough one for me, Joe. I was going to make owner's prestige favorite, especially with Gary Wales and Blaine Wright. But the only thing that scares me a little bit with him is Cody's choice being in the race. And when Cody's choice, he kind of tailed off at the end of last year. But as you know, Joe, he's exceptionally fast early, too. And I'm thinking with the layoff, he might come out firing fresh. And he could really cause some problems for owner's prestige up front. And Grinder Sparks of Glow is another one of those horses that's pretty tractable. Juan Gutierrez certainly knows him well. And he could just get the right trip sitting right behind the speed. Fair enough. And uh, I did take an upset in there. Freiburg, who went to California, Southern California last fall, did not fare well down here, but loves this track. How good was he last summer yeah. as a four-year-old? He won four races here last year, and he actually stalked uh, successfully as well. So the two that you're mentioning, Owner's Prestige, Cody's Choice, Freiburg could get a nice little trip in behind them for Frank Lucarelli. And I also thought the press could get a nice nice trip, a five-time winner at Emerald Downs. and One first out last year. One first out last year, and he's a veteran seven-year-old, been around here a long time, made over $100,000. So what we're saying is another very tough race where not too many results in here would surprise me a whole lot. So... Uh, if you're not a Superfecta player, you might take a look at those because of that 15% takeout. As Vince said, there's going to be some really nice payoffs opening week because of the field size. It, uh, it's mathematics. So 15% takeout on the Superfectas. And I never gave a new trivia question. I gave last week's answer, which nobody got, class included. So this week, uh, who won the 2007, 2008, 2009 opening night feature race at emerald downs the opening night feature in 2007 2008 2009 just a little bit of a twist tiny little twist to that question i know you know the answer to this one vince yeah it occurred don't to give me. it out right now i'm not but it did occur to me after a minute i yeah. like the question it's pretty interesting okay it, it applies to this week because it was the opening night feature uh we got time for just a little bit we had a topic here about uh, little broadcasting words that uh, when you hear them hey, okay i don't know about that i don't think i'd say that people say what not all the time have you noticed that what not what not this they, they end up with instead of etc it's what not i don't do what not um and when people say it now i kind of notice it because uh, i said i just never use the what not but a lot of people do yeah, these days and sometimes announcers use words they don't even realize they're using it until someone points it out to them and they become kind of crutches or something or they're just in their syntax or the vocabulary and it, it the listeners might notice it more than the actual broadcaster well it's good to listen to yourself in fact wes pointed out to me after the first podcast i was saying um a little bit too much which, you know, it just, uh, it's a little distracting to the listener. Just keep going with words, not U-M. So do you have any broadcasting uh, pet peeves? Because you've do. done your share of... And uh, any, anyone who knows me has probably heard this one many times for me over the year. And it's the overuse of the word philosophy. Philosophy is a tough course you take in high school and college. And it's about bigger meanings and Aristotle and Bertrand Russell and... 
just think it cheapens the word if you use it. I think, you know, deciding what to do on third and four is strategy, not philosophy. And strategy is a fine word. And I just, I've noticed that one creeping up over the years. And I always thought philosophy was kind of a cool word. And it just kind of cheapened it in my book when strategy would work better. Okay. Duly noted. I'm going to try not to misuse that one. Another one is moving forward. Yeah. Moving forward. That got big, really big about, I'd say, six, seven years ago. And everybody was saying, you know, it just doesn't really mean that much. Just go on to what you're going to say, because uh, you can't really move backward in, in most cases very often yeah. at all. So and, and another, moving forward uh, on tomorrow's weather. Well, OK, just say tomorrow. It goes weather. without saying another one, Joe, we hear a lot is obviously. And I'm sure I'm sure mm. I'm guilty of it, too. But if I was once scolded by, you know, in journalism, if something's obvious, it goes without saying. So you shouldn't even be saying it or, or writing it or anything. I so. think I've brought that out on the Win Play show before because it actually weakens your statement. Yes. That TV is obviously big. Yes. It means, okay, you say obviously you need somebody to help you or pat you on the back. Yeah, you're saying the right thing. That TV is big. That's a better statement than that TV is obviously big. Yeah. And it, so it kind of weakens your statement a little it bit. It weakens your statement. And, it, and uh, if something's obvious, it's just you shouldn't need to say it, right? I mean, uh, yeah. That, that's a good one. I, in fact, I'm surprised I didn't think of that one. Okay, well, we've got some races handicapped for opening week at Emerald Downs. Uh, you can uh, check out Vince's morning line at the usual entry sites. Again, uh, no fans in at the track. And actually, when the fifth floor opens, I think one thing we didn't say, the fifth floor opens this Friday. So, of course, it'll be open next Wednesday and Thursday which is what, uh, July 1st uh, and 2nd. And second, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fifth floor will be open next Wednesday, July 1st and 2nd, Wednesday, Thursday. But you can't uh, go out onto the outside parts if you go up to the fifth floor. You've got to stay in the building. You get your temperature check coming in. You wear your mm-hmm. face covering. You can enjoy dining and simulcasting up there. But uh, the outdoor areas are reserved to owners during their race only at this point in the season. Sure, and you can you can certainly bet on Emerald Downs and watch it on the TVs up there. I know a lot of people will be doing that. So uh, it'd be the next best, next best thing to being at the races, as you said, Joe. We hope to have that within, you know, maybe hopefully in August, too, where everyone can come back out and enjoy the nice weather and watch the races. Off to a great start with field size. Emerald Downs, 2.15 Wednesday, 5 p.m. Thursday. Thanks to Gary Wales for joining us on this edition of Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino welcomes you back with safety as our top priority. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back, and feast on a variety of delectable dining options. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures.